Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Love of Purple podcast. All right. You are here listening for a reason. And today is going to be a gooder. I mean, they're all good, but today is going to be really good. (laughs) I'm going to give you four unique ways that people pleasing may show up in your life. One of the things that um, some people will ask me is like, how do I know I'm a people pleaser? I remember at my, I did a, um, a talk in Calgary a few months ago. And one of the girls afterwards said to me, you know what would have been really, really great to have sitting at our tables? She said, it would have been a quiz, um, like a piece of paper with questions asking if you're a people pleaser letting us know if we actually are one. And I thought it was such beautiful feedback for me. And I thanked her and I'm like, and then now I'm going to get one for every time. I, because I've been doing this so long and because I, I had to go back, I have to on like on the daily, especially when I'm doing podcasts and when I'm doing coaching and when I'm speaking and when I'm doing different things on my books, I have to go back to when I was at the beginning. Like, how did I know that I was a people pleaser? How did that even begin? Like, how did I, because I wore my people pleasing like a badge of honor. And again, it wasn't really like, you're a people pleaser. It was, wow, Krista does everything for everybody. She doesn't never say no, just ask her. That's how it came out, right? But it wasn't until I started to do the work on it and I hired my first therapist and then I had a coach and then I had a counselor and all that different stuff that I was like, oh, my lenta, I am definitely a people pleaser. (laughs) So today's episode is all about four different ways that four different unique ways that it can show up. And what I want you to do is when I'm speaking and when I'm sharing these, I want you to just listen And I want you to see if any of these resonate from with you. The other thing I want you to do is if they do, or if you feel yourself being really defensive right away, I want you to also look at that. Okay. So that's kind of a really key thing to look at in your life. When somebody says something, when somebody does something, when you hear something, when you hear, uh, you know, maybe someone you respect or maybe online and you're just like, Oh, that's not me. That's not me. And you quickly change it. I want you to stop for a second and pause and really get honest with yourself. Okay. So with this, while I'm talking to you, just listen and see if there's parts of you that are like, yeah, that is so me. These four that I'm going to talk about today were me a hundred percent. And they were me a hundred percent about 80% of the time, like way too much. It was definitely, you know, I was so off the charts and it's really, I was just talking to my husband this morning. We were sitting out on our patio and sharing different things and talking. And I said, man, some of these, some of the, you know, not some, (laughs) the people pleasing and the, and the, you know, codependency and the lack of boundaries and, and lack of self care and anger and different stuff. It's so deep rooted. It's a continual healing journey. So whatever it is that your wounds are and that your, you know, thing that you are feeling that you're constantly trying to battle, it is a journey and we're always walking through it and it just gets easier and easier, but it's always there. And sometimes it'll still hit pretty deep, 
but thankfully it's like, I've got tools that I reach back to now. You know, if I hear the inner critic coming in saying, you're stupid, you can't do this. Nobody's going to listen to your podcast. I quickly recognize that voice now. And I'm like, nah, you know what? I actually can. And I'm going to, so catch you later. (laughs) So there's different ways that we, it just gets quicker that you deal with it. Okay. 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 Chat, 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 chat. All right. People pleasing can show up in different, different ways in a person's life. And there's many different ways. And I have done hundreds of podcasts and episodes on this. I do lots of stories. I do lots of things on my Instagram and my Facebook all about it. And it's what I do in my life coaching is I help people become aware of their patterns in their life. Okay. So the number one is, was my number one that also leads into number three that I'm going to talk about today. But my number one was over committing. If you are somebody that has people pleasing tendency, you may have a really hard time saying no. And it's, and I'm just going to word it a little bit differently than saying no, because over committing, that was my MO. I would have no white space on my calendar. I was yes here, yes here, yes here, yes here. Put me in. Yes, 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 yes. I would get asked to do all the things and I would just go boom, 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 boom. I had no white space. This was in my jobs. This was volunteering. This was saying yes to group things. This was being yes to hosting Tupperware parties and and Etsy parties and no, not Etsy, but you know what I'm talking about. Baby showers. I was the yes person. And then it led to overcommit, uh, overcommitment burnout. I was overwhelmed. I was getting angry at them that they continued to ask me and I wasn't getting any reciprocation. They weren't doing the same thing I was. Why not? Did they not see how much I was, you know, saying yes to everything? Why was I not being appreciated for all of this? See how that cycle there? So I had this fear of disappointing others or being seen as unhelpful. So I would take on more than I can handle. I would take on so much because heaven forbid they talk about me that I couldn't do it all. I had this quote unquote superwoman persona and I still see women like that and some men because this happens to both and I'm like, oh, I'm just waiting for the burnout. I'm just waiting because nobody can keep doing it all. You just can't. We're human. Some can do more than others. Absolutely. Some don't need the recharge time that others do, all that kind of stuff. And again, that's getting to know how you're wired and being okay with that. But overcommitting is definitely a sign. And this is on a consistent basis, you guys. All four of these that I'm going to talk about um, is on a consistent basis. It's not the one-off. It's not like, well, once a year I'm overcommitted on this month because, or, you know, it's just a busy month. It's not like that. It's, I'm talking about on the reg. Okay. Second one is you avoid conflict at all costs. This was also mine. And this can still be something that comes up for me. Um, you avoid conflict and confrontation, even when it's a necessary action, because you want to avoid, um, upsetting anybody else and you need to live in harmony. This is also really, um, this is also a really tough one for me that I still struggle with only because, not only because, well, numerous reasons, but I said it on my last episode on my podcast, I'm an Enneagram nine, which is a peacekeeper. And so I like peace. I have learned that I just love a peaceful environment. It's how I tick. It makes me come alive. I love a peaceful environment. And I know a lot of you guys do too, 
but some people thrive in chaos and that was a trauma response for me i learned was that chaos was a trauma response i learned how to thrive in chaos but it was not where i felt the best okay it's not where i was okay i actually my nervous system was shot in chaos but i learned how to survive in that type of environment so the thing is with with peace keep what i've learned about my enneagram nine and i'm going to be doing more work on that actually because i just find it so intriguing is that because i'm a peacekeeper because that's my makeup is i have learned that i like the peace within me not necessarily in my environment i have learned ways to keep the peace within myself and not abandon my own self anymore and not to please other people, but to please myself on the internal and keep the peace within. So that's what I have learned through that whole thing is like, it's not necessarily external that's I'm trying to keep the peace because as, as peacemakers, sorry, as a people pleaser, you will try and keep the peace outside because God forbid there be a conflict. Heaven forbid there be an argument. Heaven forbid somebody disagree with somebody. So you may find that you don't express your needs, you don't express your wants, you do not want to rock the boat, you do not want to say what's actually on your mind because if they look at you any different, if they feel any different, if they talk about you behind your back, oh, if they don't like you, yikes, heaven forbid. I remember the first time, <laughs> I remember the first time I actually heard that somebody didn't like me and that they had written me out of their life or whatever. I remember laying in bed with Carmen and this guys, this was, you know, the first time I'd heard because nobody didn't like Krista because I was like, you know, everybody wanted to be around the bubbly people pleaser who didn't. This is going to be another podcast I'm doing that's people pleasers can be freaking annoying. So that watch out for that one. That's coming up. Ooh, yes. But I can remember laying there and I'm like, I can't, I can't believe they don't like me. I can't. It, it wrecked me. <laughs> it set me back. It really shook me to the core. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I think I was like 30 years old. Yeah, 30. Guys, that's old before I realized that people actually didn't like me. You know, because I was in this bubble of like, I'm doing everything for everybody. And I think if I, you know, honest with myself, I'd be like, oh, no, lots of people didn't at, before that. But it wasn't until then that I was like, wow, because I just avoided conflict and I didn't I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want anything bad to happen. That is a high, high red flag. A very red, red flag for people pleasers. Big time. Because it will end up lead to resentment a lack of assertiveness, a lack of assertiveness, which leads to lack of confidence, which leads to lack of respect from others and towards yourself. Okay. Number three is you're continually seeking external validation. And I did talk about this on previous podcasts. I talk about this actually a lot on my social media. This was the number one thing that I did. Um, this is what I, what I was telling you, it tied into the overcommitting was I overcommitted because I need the, ex I needed the external validation for people to say, Whoa, good job. You're amazing. Wow. How do you do it all? Oh my goodness. How does she do it? I needed people to acknowledge that my self worth was wrapped up in people giving me the pat on the back. So I just kept doing, I kept doing, I kept doing, I kept getting, wanting to get the praise and whatever that looked like I kept doing. And this was a hard one for me to actually look in the mirror and go, girl, this is what you're doing. And you don't need to work for that. You do not need external validation because the problem with external validation is that we, we rely on it so heavily 
to feel good about ourselves and to have acceptance from others. So we will morph, we will say, we will dress, we will do our hair, we will do whatever it is so that the external world goes thumbs up. You may even prioritize the opinions of what other people think of you over your own intuition. That was me. That was me. And that still can be. It definitely can be. And you may know something deep inside like, oh God, that's screaming at me. That is so not who I am. Okay, fine, I'll do it. And you abandon yourself. And that leads to a lack of self-trust. So when I talk about following your intuition, if that's new for you, which it was for me, I had so much lack of self-trust that took a long time to begin listening and following through with my intuition because I hadn't trusted it for so long because I trusted the opinions of other people. That might be another podcast that I do episode. They're just coming off the charts, you guys. So that, that, seeking what other people think of your decisions, what you wear, what you say, how you do your job, um, whether you own this car, whether you live in this country, whether you have this, whether you do this, whatever it may be, that will continually keep that cycle of people pleasing going. It's a, it's a, that's a rough one. And it's a hard one in today's world as well with the social media, the way it is. And I will often tell other colleagues of mine when I have coffees and meetings with them, I'm like the best thing I ever did was detaching from the external validation world of social media and it took a while but uh there was so many times where I would post a picture or I would post you know something and I would get two likes and my self-worth would just plummet and I'd be like what am I even doing why am I even doing this blah 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 and then I would post another one and it would just go through the roof and it would be like, whoa, that one worked. Oh my God, what did I do there? Oh, I was in my bathing suit. No wonder it took off. Yeah, right? Exactly. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. It happens to this day. I just don't care anymore. I literally don't care anymore. I'm like, I know how this works. I've been doing this for 10 years online. I know how this works. I'm going to post a picture of you know, my face and talk about mindset and I'm going to get five likes. And then I'm going to post a picture of my family and I'm going to get 5,000 likes. It's just the way it works. And I've learned that and that's okay because my worth is not wrapped up in that any longer. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm saying what I want to say. I'm following who I want to follow. I'm unfollowing. I'm blocking. I'm blah, 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 all the things. So when you begin to do the work of stopping caring, what so many people think this is part of it. You'll realize like, holy shit, did I care too much what people thought of me? Did I seek the external validation? The work we do is to validate yourself, to feel so authentically you that you don't need one thumbs up. You don't need one pat on the back. You don't need anything. Do we like it? Yes. Do we crave it? Yes. I talked about that before in another podcast episode, but what I'm saying is this on a daily, on the daily. Okay. The other one, the last one here, and this is a big one. And this will go along with a little bit of the intuition is ignoring your personal boundaries. We as people pleasers, y'all listen up, may struggle to set and maintain personal boundaries because what happens is we allow others to cross our boundaries disregarding our own needs just to please others. Okay. Just to please others. 
we will we'll have everything in us going i'm not doing this i'm not doing this i know i shouldn't be doing this everything is screaming at us you have a people you have someone you really like you want to be around them whatever it is you have a crowd mentality let's do this let's go let's go and you do it and you feel like shit because you knew all along that you that was not where you were supposed to be it can lead to feelings of absolute resentment which I had a ton of exhaustion and a definite lack of self-care. So moving down here to Costa Rica is where I am um, doing this episode from. There was much of that. There was many times, many times I ignored my personal boundaries down here because I went and I talked about this once too, as I fell back into that needing people to like me and I had I didn't know one soul down here and so I was trying to meet new people and boy did that people pleasing come back it was like okay sure I'll do that sure I'll do that and I knew in my I knew like it was screaming in my gut like uh you don't need to go there you don't need to do that you wow that's so not how we live whoa okay we're going there are we (laughs) like it was just one thing after the other and I'm like I just ignored it left right and center Again, luckily, after, you know, a month, two months of it, I was like, wait, what am I doing? This is so not who I am anymore. But I fell back into those patterns of being, you know, just ignoring certain things and ignoring my own personal boundaries. So those four guys, it's really, really important to begin to recognize them. Even if when I was talking right now, if any of those resonated with you on a deep level that you're like, oh my gosh, I actually do all of those on a consistent basis. I want you to really, really begin the work to find a healthy balance between pleasing others and taking care of your own needs because there is a healthy pleasing others, opening the door, in work on a group assignment, at school, in relationships. Absolutely, there's a reciprocity, right? Back and forth, back and forth. That's pleasing others and that's doing it both ways. You're doing it, you're helping here, you're doing this, I do this, you do this, let's do that. That's pleasing others, but it's not at the expense of yourself. It's not at the expense of your own needs. That is when people pleasing becomes unhealthy and detrimental to your health, okay? So when we practice these self-care, when we practice these um, doing the work and really beginning to set boundaries and really beginning to take care of yourself, you, it takes a truckload of self-awareness, a truckload of self-awareness. And sometimes you can't do it because you can't see them. I didn't even know, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I didn't know that I was a people pleaser. I just knew that I was getting mad and angry at everybody asking me to do stuff. And they kept asking me and they weren't reciprocating. And I didn't know why they kept asking. Didn't they know I was tired? Couldn't they tell that I didn't want to do anything? Couldn't they tell that I was getting bitter and resentful of them? I had no idea what boundaries even were. I didn't even know that was a word. (laughs) Okay, I probably knew it was a word, but I didn't know how to use them. That's for sure. So when I first hired my life coach 10 years ago, I literally was like, sat across the table from him. Like, I need help. I'm like, my business is not doing well and I need some help. And we started doing life coaching and we started talking about people pleasing and boundaries and bubble and all this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, that is me. Whoa, that is so me. Codependent and lack of self-care in a big, big way. So I became really, really aware And then I desired it so deeply. I desired the change so deeply that I started applying what I began to learn. And that's where the key is going to come in. So when you can break free from those people-pleasing habits, you guys, um, you will lead a 
way more fulfilling life. You will lead a life that is yours. You will stop caring so much what other people think and you'll want to just live life authentically to you and from a place of love. And you will just do it with a, such a place of joy and wanting to be the best version of yourself. So if you need help in this area, you guys, please let me know, send me a message and I would love, love, love to uh, hop on a call with you to see if we're a good fit to work together to break these patterns. So have a fantastic rest of your day. If you found this episode helpful or any episode that you listen to of mine, please feel free to take a screenshot, tag me at I am Krista Kokod on Instagram and share it on your social media. Let's get the word out there and help more people as possible. All right. Until next time, you guys love you and take care.